calling all beans, y'all. Let's get it. Welcome back to Calling All Beings, baby. I'm your host, DJ, and right there over that way is my co-host, <laughs> Nathan. <up? laughs> What's up, y'all? Good evening. Yes, What's and up? we are very happy to have our esteemed panel tonight. And please don't get a vision of broccoli in your head because I said esteemed. This is the all-female <laughs> all roundtable. We're going to hear from them. They're going to break it down, what's important to them, and you're going to listen, okay? <laughs> okay? Yes. So that's what's about to happen. So let me introduce our panel. Is that okay, Nathan? Please do. Can I get with it? Calling on me. All right. Let's go in alphabetical order. She's from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Do you Ooh. know what I'm saying? This woman right here, she's got more YouTube subscribers than I got excuses why I didn't graduate until <laughs> I was 53. Okay, supported people, put your hands together for Amy, the alien girl. Yes, put those hands together. Oh my gosh, DJ, that was like the best intro I ever had. Ever. I, I, that's yes. we're gonna give you some love in here. There it is. That's what we right? do. That's what we do. Coming up I take next, it, I take it. I take it. We're talking about Canada's own. Okay, so this girl right here, man. She is at the video girl, okay? So if you need to get some video work done or if you want to learn how to put your dog on the paddleboard, she's going to be Canada's best paddleboard instructor. Party people, put your hands together for the girl everybody knows on the UFO Twitter, Kelly Dodd! Yes! Bam! Bam! She's on spaces. She's all over the place. She's in your face. Maybe too much because she's probably dropping the F-bomb on you, but that's okay. That's right. Um, it's, it's all natural. It's organic. All right. The next person here. This is what I want to say. This person here is an intellectual with easily the most adorable handle on UFO Twitter. Okay? Girl that's going to drop some knowledge on you tonight. Put your hands together. For this show's own Miss S.A. Lampy, 1947. Yeah. You know what that means. Roswell, baby. It's out the bag. It's out the Roswell. bag. It's great to be here, guys. Um, because what this show really needed was a, a classy New Yorker. And I can only fill one of those roles, which is New Yorker. So mm -hmm. we needed to bring on a classy New Yorker. <laughs> Somebody that's actually smart and intellectual. This woman right here has been on with us before. Uh, she was on with Linda Zimmerman. So uh, she is a uh, publicist and an author herself. She's an artist and just a wonderful human being. Thank I hope you. you all have an opportunity to talk to her like I did. So party people, put your hands together mm -hmm. for Bed Stuy's own, New York County's own, the Five Boroughs' own, <laughs> Miss Susan <laughs> Fenstein! Yes. Oh! Yes. Give that up! <laughs> and now we're about to kick it off. I'm going to turn it over to the show manager, 
Nathan. <laughs> yes. All clock. right. Thank you, DJ. The clock are right there. A... Yes. All right. You guys know we run a tight show. We run a tight roundtable around here. That's how it's going to go. Everybody's going to get a minute and a half to do some topic introductions. And then we will go around the room and you get a minute and a half to respond to the topic. Now, we know, we know we're going to yeah. get into some stuff. All right. Stuff. When we get into some stuff, you know, it's going to happen. DJ is going to let us know. We're going to take a deep dive. We'll take some extra time. We got a batch of extra time. We're going to we're going to dip into. So don't worry about that. Uh, but we will we'll try our best to kind of keep this train moving and give everybody a chance to talk and say what they want to say. That is the goal. We are so happy to have all of you guys with us tonight. Great energy. Thank great you. to meet y'all. And let let's get into it. So DJ, who are we going to start off with? Man, let's okay. We need to go in an order here. Let since we're at the bottom of the screen, let's go. Kelly Dodge, Amy Lampy, Susan, and and you're not going to hear from me. If you're hearing from me, it's some hot air. Nathan's fitting to mute my mic. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go. Let's get into it. Kelly Dodge, tell us about what your topic is. You know what? Actually, before we even start the timer, tell us what's important to you about this topic. If you have a goal or a mission, and let's please take that around the table, if you would, please. Wow. Okay. You, wow. Okay. That was like the biggest, <laughs> biggest question that anyone has ever asked me. Well, that, and Nathan, put the timer on, put the timer on this girl. Now uh, we, we got to put it on. Cause I get worried. Number, about one. Um, number one, I'm super, super uh, glad of everyone that I, I discovered on UFO Twitter. I feel like I'm on a tribe of people that I absolutely love and cherish and I would freaking die for. Love you guys so much. Number two, um, I know that there's so much more out there and this is whole disclosure uh, process is, um, is like a marathon as much as Lou says it and I fucking hate it. But <laughs> everyone hates it, right? I want um, it now. <laughs> Everybody wants it now, and it could do more. Um, but um, I'm just so happy that I'm here. And honestly, you guys have brought so much love and light into my life, even though it's a very frustrating topic to even sit and talk about because <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, number two, alien girl, love you. Um, Lampy, I swear to God, you better tell me where you got your glasses and this thing. <laughs> She pulls up a martini with olives. Like, I'm all being loved. She's like, killing it. She's killing it. She's like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. Lampy's dope, dope factor is quite high. Yeah. Yeah. girl. <laughs> she's oh, like, the, yeah, she's like uh, 2004. May. Remember Mace 2004? No. Yeah. We're all old. Late. We know what we're talking she, about. No. Mm -hmm. uh, but my, uh, my important topic is, is, it doesn't matter about the disclosure or, or what we're going to find out or what really is going on. What I really, really enjoy and like, and I am not like a woo-woo person. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that there's so many people coming together talking about other things than the Kardashians, talking mm -hmm. about other things and, and, and the little tiny minuscule things that happen in your life doesn't mean shit doesn't mean shit like i just really love this i love the community and um that's all <laughs> i love it I love all it. right let's love let's it. get all right timers on amy go yes. girlfriend 
Hey guys, my name's Amy, and I run the little YouTube channel called Alien Girl 111. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, I, I love it so much. My biggest goal with doing these shows is I have one specific question that I always try to get every guest I have, no matter who they are, to answer, which is usually, do you think that there is an intelligent, organized civilization somewhere out there similar to us? Wow. And I think that's a huge question that we need to be asking, because for me, I don't understand. Um, I think probability like we can say you don't believe Amy, you know, you don't know the facts. But I do believe that scientific probability is in my favor. I do believe a lot of scientists believe there are intelligent civilizations such as ours. And I don't think that I shouldn't be able to walk into any room and be in the minority there. I wear mm -hmm. alien stuff wherever I go, if I can, if I have it, if I'm there or whatever. And what I I've seen about people is they want to talk to it. I, I talk about it. I go to the grocery store. I've got an alien shirt. They're like, you like aliens? Oh, you have no idea how much I like aliens. <laughs> oh, cashier, do I like aliens? And, <laughs> and then the cashier next to them and the other cashiers like, yeah, this happened, that happened. So for me, um, that's definitely the driving force behind it for me. And tonight, the topic that I wanted to share and discuss that always kind of like gets me all into it is you can hold you can hold out. You'll yeah, get a just, whole minute and a half for that. This yeah. is just to Hang tell us to who Amy is. Yes. Ooh, who is Amy? Here I am. Yes. This is <laughs> it. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Lampy. All right. Well, I'm Lampy. Um, I. I've been interested in this topic for a while and like when asking why is a hard question, but I think for me, it comes down to, I think that there are sort of two main things that sort of drive us as a species. And one of them is to, uh, to try to seek understanding of the universe that we live in and try to learn, try to explore, like wanting to know as much as we can about the world we are in. And I think the other thing that drives us is seeking connection with others and trying to form bonds and um, exploring the possibility of life elsewhere in the universe kind of ties both of those things together. Like mm -hmm. if there's something else out there, then we want to know both just from an intellectual perspective and also because we want to know if we are sharing this universe with other intelligent beings, like then, then we would want to have some sort of connection with them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think UFO Twitter in particular has been great because like ultimately like whatever you believe about this subject, like even if it turns out that there isn't anything else out there, then like we are forming connections in our community. Like we are exploring different ideas. We, and I just think it's a great thought provoking place. That's right. The human journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, so, and you know, to pick up on Amy's point, when you say you believe, I think the mathematics is exponentially in mm -hmm. your favor, like mm -hmm. exponentially, exponentially in your favor. That's so right. yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good hypothesis to have. Uh, and also I will, we'll go over a couple of rules just to make sure, but let's get into, uh, our friend from New York city, the classy Susan Fenston. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. I'm so many things that are important to me, uh, truth, open-mindedness, acceptance, and just a, 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 a sort of a, not a joint mission, but a sort of a, you know, walking in the same direction kind of thing with like-minded people. It's been really freeing for me because it's always been a very solitary experience for me. It's very hard to find people to talk about 
this with. And even back when I first started, uh, way back in the late 1980s, you know, all my friends were artists. Everybody was very bohemian and very, you know, free-minded, whatever. But I really found that they weren't. No, they weren't. I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, this is like the cosmic, you know, cosmic debris, you know, like think about Frank Zappa. Think about all the things that inspire us all, like the artists and like, you know, that all that surrealism and that irrational chaos that comes in that that kind of a, a environment. I was really frustrated. I couldn't find anybody to talk to about it. It was just like like hitting a wall. But it wasn't until I joined the New York Fordian Society that John Keel used to run in Manhattan. They had monthly meetings and I started going to these meetings and there was just a eclectic, incredible group of people, plumbers, teachers, housewives from Connecticut. They drive all the way into the city, people from New Jersey, people from Long Island. They would all come in. They were all very different. I was the youngest person there. And that's where I was just like taking root. Like my inner root was like, yeah, this is where I'm going with all this. So that's what brings me here. Ultimately, 30 whatever years later, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And we're happy. We're happy to have you. Thank you. That, that's been around in OG, yes. so to speak. For me, I didn't get to intro myself in the beginning. But uh, if I were to to uh, intro myself, I would say uh, former special ed student, um, Air Force aviator, retired uh, government guy now, uh, civilian pilot, uh, meathead that, that mm. appears on UFO shows. Uh, like, well, appears on my UFO show <laughs> and very, very curious person who um, knows uh, uh, very little and is open to learn a whole lot. And so that's one of the reasons that I'm here. And I also share with Kelly, I love to engage with uh, with other people. I love positivity. I love uh, collective people coming together because there's so many things in our countries, respectively, that divide us. And so mm. we found something where we can sort of coalesce and without it other than a few hiccups which we're all aware of uh we are proving you know that people are coming together so i'm honored to be here and speak with each and every one of you and all the people on hashtag ufo twitter yes yes, indeed yes indeed and for myself personally uh i uh ufos are for the people right so i resonate with so much of what all of you have said uh i am here for the, the conversation and the journey my background is uh, half of my life was very spiritual um, in a traditional sense, and the other half was very kind of practically minded. Uh, and this topic has kind of brought those two worlds back together, uh, at least for me. And uh, I love exploring the what if. I love having respectful conversation. I think we can we can all get along and still disagree. Uh, there's a way to do that, and I want to achieve that. I'm about building a community that embodies that. So let's make that happen. Let's make that a reality. Heart bubble emoji for Nathan, <laughs> my co-host. <laughs> All, right, All right. We're about to get into it. Let's kick it, man. Let's start off with the Canada's favorite paddleboard instructor, who also is a professional <laughs> video editor. That's right. That's right. Who likes your work, Nathan? She I, made I, positive I, comments about your work. Yeah, I, I'm still in shock about that. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, self self taught here. So oh, thank you. stop it! No, it's self taught. <laughs> Listen, like, don't get don't get crazy. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. It's the Botox and the filler that is um, looking like I haven't been doing this for a long time. But I've been can you doing DM me about time. that? For <laughs> no, you don't need it. You do you, you're looking good. You're looking good. Bitch. Sorry. DJ I love it. There, there it is. It's free. 
Hey, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Later in the show. Later <laughs> in the show. All right. Well, Kelly, kick us off with the first topic. I'm going to put the timer up and we'll get going. So hit the it. first topic. Okay. Yes. This is your topic. Okay. So you know what has been really on my mind lately? Number one, the Skinwalker Ranch uh, book that came out. Obviously, that was very, very ill-received and a lot mm. of people just want to burn it. So we could just like X nay on that. Number two, I want to know what your thoughts are on what's going to be coming out with um, the book deal with Lou Elizondo and Ooh. his book deal. So just let me know because he's going to be dropping some bombs. Mm. So what bombs do you think that he's going to be dropping? Because it has to be um, approved before he can do that. So I know he's been walking on a very, very thin line. You know what I'm saying? Like he's mm-hmm. been a little bit more, a little bit more. He's been kind of mm-hmm. like spewing it out. So what are your thoughts on um, what Lou Elizondo's book is going to be um, coming out with? Amy, you're okay. Really quickly before we start mm-hmm. the timer. Yes. Um, okay. So stop the timer if you would, Nathan. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Kelly, you can yield any of your time to someone else on the panel. So Kelly left 30 seconds. Actually, Amy could have talked for two minutes. But what okay. I want I'll, you... I'll, I'll give Amy anything that she no, wants. But she can also ask, you can ask her to yield you time as well. So anyone on the panel can yield time or give time to another panelist. That's a brilliant uh, thing that you brought up. Uh, did I miss anything, Nathan? Or is no, that you it? Got him. You is that got good? It, okay. You got it. Okay, Amy, Amy. So you're going to respond to that, that topic, please. Yes. So Skinwalkers at the Pentagon is a very interesting thing. And I, I think Kelly's right on the money when it comes to a lot of people just wanting to throw that topic away 100%. When it comes to Lou Elizondo's new book reveal, I think it's very obvious what he's going to be talking about. And in my own opinion, he's going to be talking about consciousness. It was already a little bit leaked, okay, when we were talking about it because he had the consciousness um, program. I can't remember, but you guys know what I mean. The remote viewing program. There's been this little buzz throughout everything that Lou Elizondo is a remote viewer. So I'm pretty sure that there'll be something in here in this book that will reveal a little bit more about his remote viewing experiences and how that may be incorporated or he might not say it mm-hmm. and how that might be related to how the craft are operated through consciousness. Given this, let's look back to what just got dropped by a, that had the stamp of approval by Harry Reid skinwalkers at the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why did they do this? Why did they tell us werewolves and dino beavers and all this crazy stuff? Because there is some <laughs> there is some whack stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But now that the wacky's out, maybe we can move into the consciousness. Maybe if we think a senator accepts this idea, we're going to be more open to, yeah, consciousness runs craft. I don't believe in werewolves, but that's all the time I got right there. So Amy could actually have 30 more seconds uh, because uh, it was mm. left over. So you Big can go. Oh, okay. go ahead for another 30, Amy. That, yeah. That's brilliant. And so 
And so I think, you know, Harry Reid put the stamp of approval on this whole book. And it's absolutely insane because a lot of the reason that he says he believes it is because of his own personal religion, which is Mormonism. He's actually mm -hmm. part of the LDS faith. He never talked about that while he was politicking or campaigning or anything like that. And if you're a part of the LDS faith and you're Mormon, um, one thing that you realize is you do believe in people from other worlds. OK, mm -hmm. so we're taking in this viewpoint as well with werewolves and everything. We got it. That yes. was br great analysis. <laughs> Ninety seconds to my home girl. Cutest cutest name on UFO Twitter, Lampy. There we go. Such Hello. So yeah, um, I don't I don't even know what to expect because when the book was first announced, I honestly didn't think we were gonna be getting much new just because of the restrictions that Lou was under. I figured that the book was just sort of going to be like all of the statements that he's made in the past sort of brought into one place, which I think would be a perfectly legitimate reason to release a book because like mm -hmm. he said a lot over the years, but um, with all of the stuff that he's been coming out with now, like Amy said, talking more about consciousness and remote viewing, um, talking about how um, there are occupants in the craft. Like I think, I think that we are going to get stuff about both of those things and that it's going to, to be more interesting than I than I originally thought, and um, I that sorry I don't really have much more than that. The Skinwalker Ranch book I saw a little bit about on Twitter, but I didn't really look into it, and it sounds like it was absolutely wild. So, um, <laughs> but with that, I will yield my remaining time to Susan. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, whatever people think about the Skinwalker at the Pentagon book. I found some interesting things in it that I didn't know before. And for that reason, I thought it was worthwhile. I don't think it was a book that it was intended to reveal all secrets because we're all like very thirsty mm. for news, truth, the truth, secrets. It's really not gonna happen that way. Aside from that, what I, I think is important about Skinwalker Ranch is that my observations are a couple of things. It's not entirely about UFOs. Skinwalker Ranch as a location, as a mystical place, which are rife throughout folklore that involve valleys and caves like Anjali's folklore. There's all kinds of earth tide mysteries going on. We have a magnetic field that is decreasing at such an alarming rate right now. It's sort of drawing in a lot of doomsday cataclysm, you know, thoughts about pole mm. shift. And, you know, it gets it, it's a very slippery slope. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to keep an open mind. We don't know everything. We don't know everything. And what's coming around the zeitgeist right now is that everything you know is wrong. Mm. You know, and Lloyd Pye wrote a book about that a bunch of years ago. And it is true. Everything we're going to have to relearn everything backwards and forwards right now. So excluding odd, strange things, weird washing the experience, I don't think is, I think you're throwing out things that we should be considering okay mm -hmm. all right that that said i do i believe in werewolves i believe in just about anything to tell you the truth i've seen things that nobody would believe i've never seen a werewolf but i've seen ghosts i've seen things mm -hmm. manifest i've heard things that defy complete logic i can't photograph it put it in a jar weigh it get it scientifically approved, but these things do happen. We're very complex. We live in a complex world, a multidimensional oh. world. Mm -hmm. Am I out of time? I'm You're sorry. out of time, girlfriend. We yield another 20 seconds. 
No, I, I think that's great. And uh, every one of you is making like amazing points. And, and, and every one of you has provoked thoughts. Um, mm. What actually, if I can just interject for a second, what, yeah. what Amy's uh, hypothesis about Lou was brilliant because what is he going to put in that book? And, and when I've thought about that, I didn't come up with anything, but Amy did. So that, that's great. Uh, let's please uh, move on to what uh, Amy's topic for the evening is, please. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I'm yes, having so much fun. This is so awesome how organized you have it. I am in love thank with you. it. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. You did such an amazing job. Okay. Such you an amazing this. job. You got thank this. You. No, it's your now it's yeah, your it's topic. Your, it's your topic. So my topic is the aerial school in Zimbabwe. Mm. I think this is the most, most authentic experience I've ever heard. And for multiple different reasons. Number one, you had Dr. John Mack, who was studying the abduction phenomenon, who was studying it also at Harvard, which is where Avi Loeb is. What a weird quinky dink, right? Mm. So he was studying <laughs> abductions and he was looking at the correlations between all of these people, figuring out they were getting abducted by greys and everything. And then, right, you have the Zimbabwe children who see these three graves come out three gray aliens come out of a spaceship which by the way they said one of them had long brown hair what and there were many children who saw them and the children you got mm -hmm. that that's good hair <laughs> and the children said that they tele telepathically connected with them right mm -hmm. and told them that they needed to be better to the earth and things mm -hmm. like that john mack came down and one thing that makes me really think it's real is this is a guy who went through about 30 40 kids i don't even know how many kids he saw decided they didn't have any mental issues there was a lady from mufon who was in Zimbabwe and there actually was an event that happened a mass sighting all across Zimbabwe two days before or a day before and she went in right after um, what had went down and she asked all the kids to do a picture right of what they saw and the thing that I think uh, makes people really draw into it is that all the pictures of the kids looked exactly the same and if you asked my daughter to draw an alien she'd draw well, she'd draw an alien, but if she and, didn't know me, she'd draw like a three-armed purple person. You know, <laughs> right? I, I love it. I love it. And you know, we're too technologed, Lampy. Mm -hmm. I believe we're too technologed. And remember, if if somebody's <laughs> going and you want to yield time to them, you can. So, but go ahead. Oh yeah, uh, I, I'll 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 go ahead and yield like um twenty seconds to Amy just so, so you can sort of finish. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing about it, right, is the MUFON lady went down. I'll take it. The MUFON lady went down, and um, she went and made sure that they had it fresh in their mind. They had those drawings ready by the time John Mack came down. Mm -hmm. And John Mack asked all those kids, and those kids are still alive today. They're middle-aged, and they're still saying the exact same thing. That's Crazy. 20 seconds. Lampy, hit it. Technologed. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I... I love the aerial school incident. Like I first learned about it um, when the phenomenon documentary came out, I think last year. Um, and I, and like, I think it's one of the most compelling um, alien contact cases. And I don't know why it isn't talked about more outside of like people who are already really into this topic because, and I really am can't wait for James Ox's documentary specifically oh. about aerial school mm -hmm. to come out because mm -hmm. I think that when this, I think that when the mainstream hears about this case, it's going to get talked about a lot because I think it's extremely compelling for the reasons you've said. I think that um, most of the explanations, like the the like the explanations for it from people who don't want to believe that it's something weird are tend to be incomplete and not very good. So like there's, yeah, I I, I definitely think that this is a case that should be brought into more mainstream attention. 
Susan, nice. they communicated with our thoughts. I'm doing, as, as you guys can tell, I'm trying to imitate these beautiful kids. And by the way, I believe it was 64 kids they spoke with, Amy. Incredible. I believe it was 64 kids. That's great. Thank you for letting, I'm glad to know the number. It's so yeah. nice, nice to know. That's yeah. the yeah. only thing I know some tonight. Of teachers, yeah. Some of the teachers' witnesses, too. But didn't come out. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't later. support yeah. it until later, and they didn't believe the kids mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And yeah. and it's like, yeah, well, you're about thirty years late. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Let us go on to Miss Susan Fenston. And to what a great subject, and what a profound experience that is written in perfect truth on their faces and in their expressions when they recount this this extraordinary uh, intrusion, incursion into their normal everyday school life mm -hmm. and only can sort of begin to contemplate what the profound effect would be to see something so completely different. You know, these were not babies. They were very intelligent children, very poised, very self-possessed, very thoughtful, very considered. They, they didn't appear to be like uh, extremely uh, hysterical or overreacting in any way. They seem to very quietly uh, take this in and process it, which I can see is a, a lifelong process. Um, UFO uh, appearances over schoolyards in front of children have been pretty well documented by Preston Dennett, which is very interesting. He's got such a great little corridor of topics he likes to go down that are just mm. so off the beaten track. And he's he brings out some important things. And it really sort of brings together the larger picture, which is uh, introduction, um, conditioning us, mm. uh, gently impacting us in some ways. And this has been going on for what, 50, 60 years now. Um, it's very complex. It's very huge. We're never going to completely understand it, that, I don't think, unless it's all written down in gold. You exactly. What time is down, going. Susan. You I got, you got to keep your much. eyes on the clock, I girlfriend. I'm not on my glasses. On. <laughs> it's all right. Okay. It's all good. That was great. Is your boyfriend there? Or is he going to get the Thai food? We'll get him to, or the, the Peruvian food. Oh, he's, uh, I don't know where he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, Kelly Dodge, would you please respond to Amy's topic, please? That's right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, number one, uh, Susan, oh, it's just such a delight to have you here. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I'm so, so blessed to meet you. Thank you. And, and you all that. Um, the one thing um, with this topic, uh, because these children, but now adults, because well, I'm 40, but I mean, like, they're, they're my age. Um, they are, they, they, well, they're all middle-aged now, like, really? I am, okay? Don't say um, that. <laughs> the one thing that really stood out to me is every single one said that the beings that came out, they weren't walking. They mm. were... Oh, like skittering yeah. or everywhere. Mm -hmm. they, they were here, they were there, they were there. They're like they, they were all over the place. They weren't touching the ground. And it, it's really interesting for me because I think with this whole like propulsion system with the anti-gravity propulsion system, as these crafts are who who knows? Nobody freaking knows. But mm. it's just so wild to me that these children are like, oh there's a being and then all of a sudden it 
they're switching on their in their face and their back and they're they're not moving they're not walking it's i find that so i find that so interesting so complex and so how we have absolutely no idea one how and that's works that that's a wrap kelly dodge and thank you for educating me on that because i did not know that i didn't know that they were i i kind of knew that in other narratives that they had floated but i didn't realize they did in that one and (coughs) that they were moving about so that's fascinating uh lampy uh what's going on Uh, actually this is uh your topic my friend that's right that's right oh all right so um so my topic is based on um, a friend of mine asked me the other day if I thought that um, the New York Times articles and the sort of mainstream news coverage of USOs was going to lead to a resurgence in the mainstream being interested in aliens the way that they were in like the 90s. And, he, and I kind of think that that is happening now. I feel like I've observed in the past couple of years that there's been a lot more um, alien themed TV shows, a lot more like alien toys sold in stores, um, lots of shows like Resident Alien, Solar Opposites, uh, The X-Files reboot, Project Blue Book. Um, mm. But I'm also looking for this stuff now in a right. way that I probably wasn't three plus years ago. So I guess my question to you guys is, do you think that um, pop culture is sort of going back to being more interested in aliens and UFOs? And if that is what's happening, then does that have significance for um, ufology? Are more yeah. people in the mainstream going to get interested in this topic because of pop culture, or can we sort of use that to bring people in? So mm. I'll yield the rest of my time to Susan. Yes, and yes, all of those things. Um, having lived through the 90s and the whole UFO thing and comparing it to now, uh, there's no comparison to you know, the difference between the speed of light and, you know, waiting for something to come in the mail for three weeks. It's very different. And it's all happening in real time. But I can't even keep up with everything that's going on. Like, seriously, it's just like a a fire hose. Like every day I'm like 18, 20 tabs open this video that I got to watch this. I got to watch that. I'm going to see this Mm -hmm. and that. I think people are, are, are getting a lot. And I think that's good. And they're getting a lot of, you know, crack potty stuff, but that's always kind of been baked into the whole pie. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who make a lot of claims. It's always been uh, an open field for possibly made up stories. Maybe somebody's just trying to make a dollar, but really I think at the heart and the bone of the whole thing, we're really grappling with something that is very absolutely affecting our reality as we understand it. And it's it's we're being pushed by it. And because we people like us are responding to it, there's a growth that happens there. There's believe there's a large part of the population that is not interested doesn't affect them, won't ever affect them, doesn't, don't care. And, you know, I guess that's fine too. Everybody has a different thing that, that they're interested in. But I, I really think this is the most important subject. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've always felt this is the most important subject because for me, it ties together what we are. And that's my question. Every morning when I wake up, what are we? What are mm-hmm. we? What is this? What are we? Why are we are the way we are? 10 mm-hmm. seconds. Past present future it's not linear but i want to know i don't mm-hmm. want to know so absolutely <clears throat> and i'll tell you what as soon as lampy gave her topic i saw the video girl she was like i'm about to get on my paddleboard <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's get it kelly <laughs> no, you're on the clock girlfriend <laughs> stop I-
I hate the clock. I love the clock. I hate the clock. <laughs> Live and die by it. <laughs> We're gonna keep you. Succinct. I'll give you. I'll give you a fresh ninety. You got We're it. We're gonna give you succinct. Go ahead. I completely forgot what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll, let's we'll let skip. let's we'll let, let Amy go. We'll come back to you. Okay. Okay. I got something going on, and then Ke you just like Kelly. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll go to Amy. Come back. Focus. There You're out on the lake. Your dog mm -hmm. is in front of you. Nathan's <laughs> drinking a Coors Light. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's go to Amy. <laughs> Kelly, please think of your point. Go into your own zone. So um, when it comes to that, I, I always like to kind of lean on the ideas of UFO Jane, because when I was mm. watching her shows for like the last few years, she always talked about the slow disclosure process. I never mm. believed in it. I never really saw it until she kind of brought it up. Um, and so I think all of this that is unrolling is part of the slow trip disclosure um on all sorts of different different levels whether they're disinformation agents or they're information agents the government's controlling the narrative because it would be scary to just let all this out yeah. would you want maybe your child to come up to you and be like an alien abducted me last night you know i mean nobody wants to think that that's that's happening um and so because of that i i actually think that movie paul that came out about mm. the alien Right. And that's when I was like, this, this can't be real. Cause he's an alien. And he says that we've slow drip disclosure, the alien head or whatever through all of these generations. And I, I totally think that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, right. When the meta materials were found in uh, Robert Bigelow's warehouse that were said to be meta materials from Roswell, a show came out, I think on the CW called debris about Roswell crashed debris. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. It's embedded in our culture. It's ready to come out. So when it comes to that, yeah, they're pushing the gas pedal. They already confirmed those videos. They're ready. They're ready to tell us. And they're using wrap, the media. They're using the media. And mm -hmm. if if uh, Eric Davis, Dr. <laughs> Eric Davis and Lou Elizondo coming out and Rick Doty coming out and saying this 100% happened, he said that to Nathan on our show. I said, you're your degree of surety he said a hundred percent about roswell and then lou said the same an analogous to the same thing and then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. eric davis backed it up with a thousand percent so there you go yeah. wow kelly oh, uh -oh. On mute. there we go <laughs> i love that all Nathan's right Nathan's drinking of course <laughs> here we go <laughs> okay eight nine seconds awesome on the clock okay so my thought is is even though that we keep pushing for disclosure and we want the truth guess what mfs um <laughs> <laughs> sorry but it's not going to happen so what what is going to happen and this is what i truly believe that we have to go through different steps to get people warmed up on certain things number one mm. um the area or uap or the air phenomenon um that are, is a threat it's not a threat, but they had to put that in to just get the ball rolling. So I feel like, not that I feel like, I know that there's certain things that we need to get people warmed up to. We got to warm them up. You know, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to massage at the back. We mm -hmm. got to, you know, we got to pour them a glass of wine. We Exactly. We just got to, <laughs> we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to warm them up, get them wet. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is a PG rated show, Kelly. <clears throat> Nathan's kids are watching. <laughs> oh, we just have to get them 
ready for, and I think the, the drip, um, mm. 10 seconds remaining before Kelly's next sexual innuendo. Nobody's going right. to listen to me. <laughs> anyway, there's yeah. a process and it's a marathon. Luke keeps talking about it. And that's, yes. it's a process, love. It's a process. Indeed. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly. Thank you because you're really giving us so much and you don't even know it. <laughs> um, Susan Fenston and, and the last but not least the final topic of this evening aside for we're going to allow a few go backs is uh, Susan Fenston please yes okay I didn't have a topic I didn't do my homework but I do I do now I'm calling your professor right now which <laughs> SUNY school I'm gonna, you... we're going to go the third rail mm. here might mm. as well okay. All right. the, the H word yeah. yeah they're hinting at it they're talking about it the hybrid world. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. We talking Toyota Prius here. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, no, go ahead. We're not talking yeah, about orchids. We're talking about us. Mm. We're talking about us. We're talking about them. They're not like us. Maybe we're like them. Maybe they own us. Maybe we're pets. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're a very special creation. I don't mm. know. This is the third rail. This is not what they want to talk about with the public. They can barely squeak the little gray in the door and make it seem like they're just our friends. They don't like our nukes. You know, they really care about the environment. You know, that's that's all fine, but that's us. That's our projection because we are mad here and struggling with something that is so enormous. And we're sort of frustrated with ourselves making this leap. It's not yeah. easy. We're, we're, we're kind of primitive in some ways, but even with all our consciousness and our time traveling and our astral body projection. 10 seconds. Uh, hybrids. I want to know what you all think. Love it. Not my Subaru hybrid, Kelly. Not my Honda CRV hybrid. Okay. But we're talking yeah, so something there... between Nathan and me. <laughs> okay. So um, there was a interview on Witness Citizen Anyways, there's, um, mm -hmm. I, I can't get into the nitty gritty because like my ADHD, but someone just went on saying that Lou Elizondo cannot say, but he is kind of hinting to it, the next chapter or the next phase of mm -hmm. the rip is the fact that we are hybrids. And as soon as that was said, I'm like, bingo, bitch. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes a complete sense. No, Nathan's <laughs> kids. <laughs> Go ahead. But it's fine. It's fine. But, but we have to. They have to slowly get us used to this. Even though all of us are like, no, give it, give it to us, give it, just, just, just feed it to us. There, we have to. The whole entire civilization, because <laughs> we're awesome. Um, we are hybrids. And again, and I think this ties back to when Lou said the somber, what, what do you think if when you're at school or your religion or what your parents are telling you is not exactly the truth of how we came to be on this planet. And I tied that back in and with this whole hybrid um, theory, which I don't think is a theory. I think we are. Um, we're slowly going to get into that. And that somber thought is, you know what? Maybe we're we just didn't evolve. That, that, Sorry, Kat, that was brilliant. No, thank you, Kelly. That yeah, was a perfect. really, that was a great analysis. And uh, and it it's it, again, it's enough. I I I was really hoping you guys were going to just provoke a lot of thought and make me think about things. And I knew you would that I hadn't thought of. 
and that's been a hundred percent success tonight. Just as somebody like inviting guests on, and that that right, Nathan, that's what's happened. I, I can't wait to to get to the after chat here. You know, we're, we're, gonna, get, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into this stuff. Kelly, right? so much good content here. All right, uh, you guys right, are set, setting the stage. I love it. Amy, would yes. you please respond to uh, the hybrids, please? Mm-hmm. I'd love to. Um, the alien hybridization program was something that I did not believe in for a very long time. Um, however, after listening to many people's experiences and also just looking at different abduction experiences, you see that the majority of it has to do with taking out eggs or sperm or embryos. It has to do with reproductive sort of experiments and things like that. That being said, the alien hybridization program, I found a scientific article, I can't even remember where I found it, that totally changed my mind about things. Let's take the hybridization program from the human experience. Once we're out there and we're interstellar travelers and we're out there and we find a planet that maybe doesn't have the qualities that our human body could use, but there's little entities down there hanging out on that planet. Well, we're going to go down there, take some of that gene, mix it with our own DNA so that we can live in that climate and in that in that environment. Um, and how, how is that bad? Right. And so you get, you know, we talk about the trauma of the abductees and all these things that happen, but at the end of the day, I mean, we all like, it's, it's like about love. It's about life. It's about getting this, this vibration everywhere. Right. And if we're going to have to use our genetics to mix with some sort of other entity on another planet so that we can survive that atmosphere so we can keep this party going and get off these rocks that aren't going to last for eternity, then I think, I do believe that that makes sense to me logically as to why we why the government would not discuss it because it's actually like isn't that like a cosmic benefit? So that's my thoughts about the alien hybridization I love program. It. I love it, Nathan. Uh, just in your mind, Nathan, does CRISPR kind of open the door for this a little bit? I mean, it's it, maybe we're stumbling upon a technology that uh, it's already there. You know, it's it, it, we're kind of unlocking things, aren't we? That Amazing. They have already been there the whole time. Um, that's what our technology seems to be doing. So, thank you so much, uh, Miss Sa Lampy, nineteen forty-seven. All right. So this is a topic that I really like, but also have some mixed feelings about because, first of all, I do think that um, there, I do think that like it is a somewhat plausible idea that hybridization could be happening, like for the reasons Amy said, but like that a lot of abductees have talked about like having gametes harvested and that sort of thing but also just i we as humans have experimented with like creating human chimpanzee hybrids and such in labs so it's something that scientists have tried to do and there's no reason to think that other scientists out in the universe might not be interested in the same thing the reason that i have mixed feelings about this topic is i think that if you if it gets to the point of people trying to sort of find identifiers for how to tell if a certain human is a hybrid versus a quote unquote regular human or if it becomes people theorizing that some groups of humans are not fully humans and other ones are i think there's a lot of potential for that to become very dangerous hitlerization yeah so i think that this is a topic that like should be discussed in the UFO community, but that people should also be very careful when discussing and work and consider the intentions of some of the people who might be discussing it. Mm. So um, I just want, I'm sorry if she's yielding four seconds to me. 
Uh, so if you guys were wondering why we had Lampy on, I'll bet you that nobody on this panel was thinking about that point right there. The way that we can divide, you know, we've seen sort of the country divide. Now mm. you can say, well, the Hitlerization, we're pure, they're hybrid, and we've seen that play out in a number of cinematic uh, pieces of artwork. So, um, so you know, uh, before I, uh, the government uh, felt really bad for me and decided to bring me back, I was working at Whole Foods, and of course the uh, shift manager will hand you a cart and say, here's the go-backs. Mm -hmm. DJ, take the go-backs, Holmes. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Um, so so here we are. So with go-backs, let us start with uh, Miss Kelly Dodge for a minute and a half. To you. What, that was a little bit of an Elvis. Don't be cruel <laughs> to us. <laughs> so um, would, do you have a go-back that you'd like to address with anyone, any topic, Miss Dodge? Uh, uh, go-back, no. Way-back, play-back, absolutely not. Um, Again, I am uh, okay. I'm just so grateful of having these conversations with all y'all. Um, that's a very Canadian way of saying all of you all. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just so glad that people can come together and talk about this stuff. And I think slowly we are figuring this out. Um, mm. Even though there's so many conspiracies, there's this, there's that, there's people on the mountain, there's, you know, lavender people, like, who knows, mm -hmm. five, I'm going to summon people down, like, anyways, um, I, I feel like once you kind of get through the weeds of the things, um, we are, we are figuring it out slowly but surely, and I'm just very, very happy with all this stuff, and I know it's not going to happen overnight, we're slowly going to get there. We can't have humanity. Um, you know, we can't give everything to the humanity. We can't just like on the humanity's face because they're going to be like, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> like, so we have to like warm them up, get them there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I'm just very excited and happy. And I'm very um, optimistic of what's going to happen and what's going to be discovered uh, in the next 10 years. It is, yeah. I know that sucks, but it is going to take uh, that long. Kelly, I want to thank you. Uh, by the way, the granola goes back to aisle four. And uh, <laughs> as far as lavender skin is, is concerned, just think lavender skin could eradicate skin cancer. So I just want you to mm. ponder that when we mm. go on to Amy's go back. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. So <laughs> I think that extraterrestrials are going to become more of the forefront of our mind. It's a matter of time before we put the pieces together in terms of people like Lou Elizondo on rolling it out. He's rolling it out. He's rolling the information out. Then we got books like The Skinwalker about werewolves and all of these things that just seem so fantastical coming from a senator. At the same time, we look at all sorts of different popular culture that we have throughout everything and it's actually pretty dang hard to find a sci-fi that doesn't believe in aliens i don't mm -hmm. know if that says anything maybe not really mm -hmm. but and then we take in the idea of of the hybrids um and and when anybody takes the time to look at this topic and to review it and to just learn with a curious open mind be someone who just shows up and says instead of pretending to be the smartest person in the room it's actually the person who doesn't think they know the most. That's the smartest. And it's that Amen. person who has the laid back vibe. Who's not going to say, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. 
-hmm. just like in the Titanic, right? They're like, what was that shutter? Oh, don't worry. <laughs> it was just the shutter of the rudder. It's okay. I've learned so much that when people say it's okay, no, go figure it out because this isn't okay. This is what this conversation is. The like not the government, but someone knows whether it be Anjali, whether it be some other experiencer, we need that information. We're ready. Just tell us. And the second that they can tell us, we got some cool stuff going on. Yeah. And whether or not it might be alien girl, Amy, by the way, uh, listen up, <laughs> Lampy. What's your go back, girl? Oh, wait, please. Uh, I would like you to, if you could take that oat milk back to the dairy aisle. Um, well, first, I just want to thank Kelly for um, completely ruining my ability to ever hear the phrase um, slow drip disclosure with a straight face ever again. Um, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and uh, beyond that, um, I agree. I, I agree with Amy that I think that um, EGs are sort of becoming at the forefront of more people's mind. And I think that the stigma around this topic is lessening in the mainstream. Like, I still think that the normies would kind of balk if they heard the discussion about like hybrids and consciousness and remote viewing and such. But I think that if you just tell a random person that like you're interested in aliens and UFOs, then they'll be like, oh, that's cool. And it's not that strange anymore. I, mm. I think that at least a casual interest is a fairly normal thing. And if and I feel like this is a really interesting time to be involved in this topic. Like I know everyone feels like sort of their own moment in history is the is the big significant one, but I really do think that there's a lot of development happening here and I am really glad to be a part of UFO Twitter right now. So um, I think I'm going to yield the rest of this time to Susan, but um, thank you all for having me. It's been great to yes. meet all of you. Thanks, Lamp. I, it's a lot to take in from the normies, right? Your mother, your grandmother, your aunt. Remember, this is the dawn of a whole new way of relearning everything and then incorporating a lot of very new and extremely radical and unusual things, you know. But just try to imagine for a moment that you not you haven't been immersed in the subject the way we have uh, many others have for many, many years, decades, people have died in this whole process, never knowing, you know, what, where it's all going to go. <clears throat> it's a lot to take in. We live in a culture that is largely based on myth and fairy tale. I mean, think about it from the moment you, you're, you're, it's like little girls, princesses, dragons, you know, fantasy, you know, Christmas. I mean, look, I mean, get into the whole religion thing too. There's no insult to any religion, but basically there's so many stories that we're told. Okay. Mm -hmm. None of them are this. So this is completely radical. The, the most avant-garde of the avant-garde. This is the fringe of the fringe. Mm -hmm. It's not for the, the, it's, it's not for the weak hearted. It really isn't. I mean, I've had many moments in my many decades, I'm sitting on the subway and I'm reading a book I don't even know what book I've read thousands and it suddenly hits you like a wall. You're like, what? Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, it's my stop. I have to get off the train, you know, and I'm still half in this other parallel world thinking about all this stuff and really taking it in. I think it seconds, changes you on a micro DNA level when you learn about it. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> um, Nathan, to, to Susan's point, 
I think Lou alluded to in that Kurt Jai Mungle video, uh, audio, excuse me, the Kurt Jai Mungle interview, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, yep. that maybe the, the stories that we've been told uh, by our parents, and he, I think he used those words, paraphrasing if not, uh, aren't what really has happened or aren't what's happening. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, I agree. And, and Susan, kind of, you're touching on something that I think, you know, resonates with me a lot. We're humans are, are we orient our lives around stories um, and we always have. And for a very long time, we had societies that were fairly well contained with consistent stories that maintained those structures uh, and cultures. And as as the world got smaller, as these places got larger, we started bumping into each other and we realized, oh, geez, like my story is just a it's one among other stories. And so now we're we threw all these stories together and we said, well, geez, like there's a whole bunch of things here. Well, none of them are actually like the real story. None of these are the real story. We need a new story. But in, in, in the 20th century and in the early days of the 21st century, we have jettisoned all of the stories in favor of 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 a scientific narrative that we that we want to hang our hats on we want to say hey well th- you know this science stuff it's getting a lot done i don't know if you guys noticed but it's it's accomplishing quite a lot uh it's allowing us to do this really cool thing we're doing right here it's allowing us to uh you know cheat death in many instances science is actually doing some stuff so maybe we need to put all of our chips in the science basket and that's the story that we need but the truth of the matter is we are coming back around. We are coming back around to a realization that the story is much larger than even that. And the things that we discarded, the things that we thought we didn't need are things that are actually important after all. But science is also important. So we are entering a new age where we are blending these things together. And it just so happens that the nexus of these ideas happens to be the UFO and the phenomenon consciousness all the weird things that we've seen throughout history you know it's got it all wrapped up in there and so we are creating this new story for all of humanity and it's if you think about the work that that takes it takes a lot of work and a lot of time i'll tell you guys um audience if you're if we've left you wanting more than we accomplished our goal because that's going to be it um that's going to be it for tonight uh that's going to be, we're going to leave one. That's where I got to get you back, Fenston. Susan, that, you better connect with me and that, Lampy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, say oh, your friends. Yeah. We need oh, an alien pajama you. party where we sit up all night telling alien stories. Do you have any you idea, know like on Alien Girls <laughs> channel, like this is what she does? Like this is her whole vibe is just mm-hmm. like, how yes, yeah, I, I know. I want, we, like, oh, I, I love it. She's the best. I, I want so I much that, fun. So much fun. Let's have an alien pajama party on my, on my I, channel. I, let's so, do it. Let's, totally let's, totally all it. let's all do it. Let's do it. Why not? I like the idea. Let's I go. Do. I'm totally down. Okay. All right. I, I, I'll, de- I'll, de- I'll use our DMs that we've been uh, chit-chatting in. Let's set it up sometime. As you guys <laughs> as you guys uh, can tell that uh, there is an element of comedy that, that associated with this show, but there's also um, a huge element of seriousness, and I think we approach that tonight and and you could do a little bit of both and um i want to say uh i i love all of you and Mm -hmm. uh, i think all of us on this panel love all of you out there in hashtag ufo twitter land and uh let's let's keep bringing the positivity so for uh kelly dodge for alien girl amy for lampy for susan and for nathan this is dj saying peace out 
one love, and we'll see you down the road. Peace.